Welcome to the show. We got football tonight, Thursday night football, 7.15 p.m. on the dot. And it's the Chicago Bears 0-4 versus the Washington Commanders 2-2 on the season. I'm just going straight picks in this podcast. I'm going to lay down for you. It's 4 o'clock right now, so time's ticking. The Washington Commanders will win this game. I feel like the best thing the Bears actually have going for them is Justin Fields. I feel like that's the best thing the Bears have going for them. I think this game goes over the total. I think Washington has a good defense, but they can get burned. And the Bears will put points on the board. Um, Washington will score more. They will win the game. It goes over the total, though. Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Buffalo Bills. The Jaguars are 2-2. Two and two, Coming back. Um, feeling good and confident, but they were just in London, so now they're flying in into Buffalo. They've been here for, you know, they're coming in. It's going to be a little bit of a weird week for them. I just feel like a little bit of jet lag, a little bit of a issue with getting their feet set out here, and I think Buffalo's going to win this game. They're far superior than the Buffalo from earlier this year that we've seen. This Buffalo team uh, is very prepared. They've been humbled, and they're very hungry. With a 3-1 record, I expect them to win this week. The Houston Texans play the Atlanta Falcons. The Houston Texans are 2-2 on the season. The Atlanta Falcons are also 2-2 on the year. Now, the Falcons are a little bit more of a recipient of good luck. They've had some good luck go their way. And you say, well, how lucky are they? They have two losses. They're 2-2. Two two. They're 500 team. Well, the Houston Texans have really performed well in every one of their games. They made it respectful when they lost, and they were very, very good when they won. And Atlanta has not played to the level of their capability. They are a better home team than they are a road team. But I expect Houston to come in here very, very sharp with C.J. Stroud at the quarterback position. The quarterback for Atlanta, uh, Desmond Ritter, from, you know, played his ball at Cincinnati. We all had a good look at him at Cincinnati. But I'm telling you right now, something just looks out of sync. For Atlanta to have Drake London, um, B. John Robinson running the ball, and then you have another wide receiver who's just a monster. Two more wide receivers that are monsters. It just doesn't make any sense why Atlanta isn't scoring a ton of points. Like that offense just doesn't look good. When they put a if they put a guy in there and he was just a little bit more of a pocket presence, like had more of a pocket presence about him, Atlanta would be really, really good right now, man. And the thing the problem Atlanta's having is uh Ritter's just unsettled in the pocket. And maybe it's a little bit to do with the offensive line. And I think Houston is going to Show us exactly what the problem is with Atlanta. So be be watching that game to figure out what's going on with both teams. But I like Houston to win. No favoritism here because Joe's favorite team is Houston. You know, and he comes on the podcast. No favoritism. It's just that I feel like even though Atlanta's better at home, over their last two games, they've just really struggled to convince me that they are ready to, you know, win uh, against this Texas team. I, I'm just not convinced. Then we move on to the Carolina Panthers versus the Detroit Lions. Carolina Panthers are 0-4. Detroit Lions are 3-1. Very healthy Lions team. 
that's what's really working for this Lions team right now. These guys are all healthy. I think Goff is probably the most banged up player on their team. Um, the Panthers defense will get after him, but it's not going to matter. Detroit will win by double digits unless they beat themselves. I expect Detroit to win. I anticipate them to have a big, big game, big performances all around for their players. And, you know, they will continue to talk about how good Detroit really is and how good this team can be. All of that good stuff you'll hear through the media after they beat the Panthers for another week. But it's really, to be fair, people are still very skepti skeptical about Detroit. You beat, you beat the Packers when they're, you know, really banged up and just such a, the youngest team in the NFL and they're one of the most banged up teams. I mean, okay, big deal. Then you, you know, you, you beat the Chiefs on the freaking first game of the year. Like that was just a stroke of luck. And then you have your one loss where you really got humbled, but they do have that third win. That's kind of like, well, yeah, they are pretty good, man. I mean, they, they will be, but then again, it's like, yeah, it's another, it's another team that you're really unsure about. And you're seeing all these teams that they're beating struggle. I think the Packers will be a lot better. Chiefs will be a lot better, certainly. But yeah, you've seen they're, they're beating struggling teams early. There's always a team like that every year. There's always a team every year that beats struggling teams off the, the jump. You know what I mean? So uh, I like the lives in that game. You know, if they keep golf healthy, keep them protected, it's a very easy win for the Lions. Cruise control with their defense. Should be. Now we have the Tennessee Titans, 2-2 two and two on the year versus the Indianapolis Colts, 2-2 two and two on the year. Now people are starting to believe in the Titans after their one last week against a really crap, crap, crap uh, Bengals team that it just was dysfunction from the, from the jump. So I am liking the Indianapolis Colts this week after a uh, hellacious game hellacious game they played to try to come back and still lost I know it stings but they have a great quarterback in Anthony Richardson who I do think he's a great quarterback I think he can run and pass and for him being a rookie it's just incredible at the level he's playing at right now he just got to stay healthy to prove me right and prove his himself right he just has to stay healthy and he can take this Colts team to the playoffs no doubt in my mind absolutely because that defense is fiery um and they had, they play with some fire and then i noticed on their offensive side of the ball they have the weapons the weapons are all there it's just about the protection and then hit him being a young quarterback obviously i don't think he could go win a super bowl this year but i do think they can make the playoffs i do think they have a very good shot as good a shot as anybody um when they start really getting in unison and he really starts you know, understanding that playbook. Because that's, you got to buy it to the system. And I think he's starting to buy it to the system a little bit more. But on the flip side, they have a backup quarterback in Gardner Minshew who showed us he can get it done. Showed us he's got the hunger. So I just like the where the Colts are at. The Titans are a team that one week their defense looks good and the next week they lay an egg. Uh, same thing with their offense. I don't know what's going on. I, it's it's unpredictable. It's it's scary. It's so unpredictable to to pick for or against the Titans. I'm going with the Colts. I'm not scared. I'm not backing down. I'm going with the Colts in this game. I think they win. 
I think they probably went by 10 points. I think 10 is a is a comfortable score. Uh, a comfortable margin for them to win by. I should Thank you. Now the New York Giants are going to take on the Miami Dolphins. The New York Giants are 1 and 3, the Miami Dolphins are 3 and 1. With the Giants versus the Dolphins. You've just seen the Giants abysmal. One of the most shameful performances I've seen besides the Bears in week one against the Packers. That was shameful. But that's week one. You're going to forget about that. You know, unless you're, you know, a Packers fan, you'll be like really happy about that. But Bears fans will put that out of their mind. They got so many losses. But, you know, they'll just put that out of their mind completely. Now, here's the thing. With this Giants team, you can't help but just kind of feel a little bit bad for Daniel Jones. Like, if you have a heart, you feel bad for that guy. Because you're like, man, at one point, you had some really good weapons around you. You had a really stellar defense. And you, like, top 10 defense, you know, in rushing defense and passing defense. And then you were running the ball, seeing the field well. And now it's like he took, like, a year off or something. And he just doesn't look like an NFL quarterback at all. He made some of the... He made throws that me or you were going to make. Wounded ducks. Just flying in the air for someone to pick off. Please intercept me. Please intercept me. Is what the football was saying when Daniel Jones threw it. And then I look at the Miami Dolphins and I say, here's a team that took this loss against the Bills so hard. And two was on the sideline. He just beside himself. His teammates try to comfort him, console him. He's in his feels. But he's got to remember, too. You're up in Buffalo. You guys are trying to run this college-style offense in the pros. You're trying to convert a college offense to a pro offense. It's weird. It works against most teams because they just don't have the speed. You guys have so much speed. It kills defenses. Just shuts them down. But with the Bills, it just wasn't going to work. You're up in Buffalo. In hindsight, it makes sense that the Dolphins now we know. You know, looking back, it's easy to say. But looking at it, it was like, oh, the Dolphins are a high-powered offense. Now you see a little bit of the wheels coming off the bus there. Where it's like, oh, it's only one loss. Yeah, but did you watch the game? Did you see any of the film? Did you see how it went? Because let me tell you, the Dolphins gave up. They gave up. And the Bills really poured it on and serenaded in that win. And they they took a they took a money shower. You know what I'm saying? It was just it was the best life for them on Sunday. And I feel like the Dolphins really just let themselves down. Now they go back home. They've had time to think about it. They didn't take a money shower. Nope. Cold shower. Time to wake up. Time to time to really understand who you guys are. Because you can't be a Super Bowl contender. But you can't play like that up in Buffalo. Because you're guaranteed to probably have to go play one on the road. You're probably going to have to play a game on the road in the playoffs. That's what I'm hinting at. You're going to have to play a game on the road in the playoffs. It's going to be cold. Warm weather team. A lot of guys from warm weather schools. Look. It's coming down to it where it's like, hey, think about the Packers. Why did they got Jordan Love as quarterback? Why? Well, he played at Utah. 
you know Utah had Utah State. Did you know that Utah um, had the most, the absolute most snow already? And we ain't even been touched by snow. It was like 80 degrees the other day or something. I'm in the Midwest. But they drafted Jordan Love knowing he played in Utah at Utah State. It gets very cold. So you have to learn to play in the cold, right? So he played for a while in the cold. And then they say, hey, this guy does pretty well. He's throwing the ball well. He likes to throw the ball in the cold. Well, we need a quarterback in Lambeau Field come late October, November. Then you got to get into the playoff scenarios when you hit the, you know, late December, January. And you're like, oh, yeah, we need a quarterback who's not afraid to go out in the cold, bitter cold, and slang that football around. And see, the Packers, see, that's what teams don't understand. That the game of football is the most unique game that's played. And the reason it is is because of the weather. Actually affects the game. Baseball, the weather's not going to affect the game. If it rains too much, they stop the game. Doesn't even have to be thunder or lightning. If it rains too much, the field's too wet, guys will get hurt. They call the game. That's what they do. Basketball play inside. Hockey plays outside once a year. Maybe twice. And it ain't going to rain. They will not play it rain. You know what I'm saying? Guys are doing the split ball and they're growing out for the whole year. That's not going to happen. So, football's the only sport where they welcome nasty weather. Because it don't matter how much it rains. Now, thunder lightning not going to risk nobody's life. You know what I'm saying? But when it's just rain, it can rain as much as it wants. But here's the point. And it will get wet in a lot of these games coming up. The weather's going to go that way. And then, I'm telling you, it is. And then, I'm a weatherman and football picker on this podcast. I got to do both. And uh, I'll tell you the other thing. When it comes to the snow, that is when you see, okay, who do we got that can go and get it done? And the Packers brought a lot of guys in that could play in the cold. And it's going to show for a lot of teams that, drafted those type of players you're like man this team is making a run towards the end of the year this team's doing really well towards the end of the year go look where those guys play college ball at probably was cold schools probably was cold that time of year that's probably where they had the most you know what i mean you know take they were getting in the games you know they probably had some of their best games in the cold don't you it's the way football is the hot the hot weather doesn't matter after it's about middle of october for a team be lucky to get nice weather in a lot of these games now that's why teams have the domes and the and the roofs and all that and all that but if they don't get home field advantage that's all for not i like the dolphins in this game i just think they're just gonna open up a can uh you know you know what on the freaking giants man poor giants new orleans saints two and two playing the new england patriots who are one and three now, what do you, what can you really say about these two teams except they're both really not that good? Um, the Patriots just haven't drafted well in the last few years. Everybody they've drafted has either got hurt, they've gotten rid of, and just not panned out. Their quarterback is not, he's not looking good. But then you look at the Saints side of the ball, they were just at home, had the bugs, and just got demolished. And I just feel like this is a team that's not together, doesn't have their wherewithal about them, back on the road, up in Foxborough. I li- I'm just taking the Patriots. Just give me the Patriots. 
you know, nothing to see here, folks. Like, this is a whatever game. Um, but I do think that for all the criticism that Mac Jones gets, he still needs a little bit help. You know what I mean? The guy still needs his running backs to do something. I'm watching a lot where those running backs are, like, not doing crap. Then you get... The Baltimore Ravens, a 3-1 football team going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, 2-2. Two and two. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are all talk. They're all talk. They looks... Okay, let me tell you what the Steelers look like. Looks like you guys got one good defensive player. And that's all you got. Like, I'm not even going to joke. I think the Steelers got one good guy on that whole team. I think the rest of the team... Man, I don't even think Kenny Pickett... I think Kenny Pickett has is another thing with him where it's like what are we watching what were what is happening that was terrible against the Texans just what what is going on and that the Steelers have not at one point this season impressed me just every time they're losing it's a beatdown and I feel like the Baltimore Ravens are a team that most of the time beats themselves with bad plays not even penalties not even like the offensive line like a receiver just not catching the ball Lamar Jackson overthrowing a guy the running back not getting the the handoff right because he's thinking about where he wants to go just those type of things I see with the Ravens. I'm like, dude, what are you guys doing? And they, I think it's because they like to spread it out. Then they like to bring everybody together. Then they like to do a little pitch and run, a little swing it to the outside and throw the screen. They got all these little weird dink and dunk plays that they just need to scrap. They just play football. But whatever, do what you guys do. You guys are three and one. And in my mind, they'll beat the Steelers. The Steelers are phony right now. They're just, just a founding team. And the mask has come off. And, you know, lack of offensive creativity is catching up with Mike Tomlin. He failed to do what everybody else in the league has done and tried to get creative. And now you see a team that's just pretty much done. I, I really I really think the Steelers are done. Philadelphia Eagles versus the Los Angeles Rams. The Eagles are going to get their first loss this week on the road offense has struggled I can see it in Jalen Hurts eyes I see it I see it if he there's something not right he's not liking what he's seeing this year he's not liking what he's got at receiver besides like one or two guys and then outside of that running the ball has been like a downtrodden thing with the Eagles it's like they need big runs for them to win they gotta have big runs and the Rams are fired up they got the best receiver right now in the NFL is that Pachua kid he's running away with it and he's gonna he's gonna torch this Eagles secondary he's gonna he is gonna this Eagles secondary doesn't have a chance they don't have a chance if you guys struggle against the freaking commanders the Patriots Oh, you don't even know what the Rams are about to do to you guys. Your back end is about to get exposed bad. So the Eagles, real, their path to victory, pressure the quarterback. That's their path to victory. The more they can pressure, 
is the better chance they'll have. But Stafford's out there. Stafford was out there on one freaking leg. Looked like Aaron Rodgers for a second. He was out there on one freaking leg doing a scarecrow. And I'm like, oh, no. All of a sudden, he dropped back. I'm like, oh, no. Touchdown. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This Rams team, yeah, I, I know what they're on right now. They got that Gatorade flowing through the veins. <sighs> oh, dude, they were out there. It was like, it was like, whoa, what, what is this team? Who are you guys? Um, so I like the Rams to give the Eagles their first loss, man. Also, I'm impressed with their Rams team. Like they're gonna go and grab a win in this uh, NFC East versus uh, NFC West battle. Pretty cool. East versus West. I like the West to win. They're alone. Oh, I think that crowd for the Rams is a little bit, a little bit quiet at times, but you know they'll dial up a little bit of noise. I think. I think they could help the Rams a little bit. Bengals versus Cardinals is a little bit of an ugly, ugly duckling. Uh, both teams are one of three. Cardinals playing a lot better. Uh, I still think it's a little bit of a fluke win over the Cowboys they had, but I do feel like you know when they're at home. They do play better. Um, if it was on the road, you might say the Bengals can get that just because of the fact, you know, Joe Burrow will get another week to try to pull together. But I think he's playing a little bit hurt and being on the road, it just makes me skeptical this Bengals team and the leadership is looking questionable from their coaching. So I'm not liking what I'm seeing from the Bengals at all. And the Cardinals... You know, with that quarterback back there, that Dobbs kid, man, he's really, um, he really showed that he can be an NFL quarterback. I don't really care to see Kyler Murray come back and take his spot. To be honest with you, I think Kyler Murray should be sitting behind this dude. So, <clears throat> I think the Cardinals won that game. I think it's a good one for them. Uh, a good, a good feeling victory in the NFC West where they have to compete with the 49ers. The uh, Rams and the Seahawks and all those teams are going to be, you know, vying for that NFC West title all year. And, you know, you got to look at the 49ers and just know that they're beatable if their offensive production slows down. You don't know how long they can keep that going. We'll see when the defenses really start to take a hold in this little middle part of the year that uh, we'll get to. And then we'll see where they're at. But I, I do think the 49ers are the best in the West right now. So you have the New York Jets versus the Denver Broncos. And the New York Jets are going to steal that one. They're 1-3. The Broncos are 1-3. But the one one the Broncos had was a come-behind win this past week against the Bears. Who had that game won? The Bears beat themselves. They just let the Broncos back in it. Um, and I don't think the Broncos are that motivated. They're very banged up, very hurt. I mean, you talk about the Jets being banged up, too. Aaron Rodgers is out. But the team's rallied behind Zach Wilson. He's going to get another go. I think they have a big game. I think the Jets come in a mile high. At first, it's a little bit slow, a little bit of that jet lag, coming in different altitude, a little bit hard to prepare for. But then they get settled, and they take over. Jets win. Kansas City Chiefs versus Minnesota Vikings. Not impressed with the Vikings. One and three team, Kansas City, uh, the opposite. A three and one team looks really good, but has struggled these last two weeks with uh, like developing their offensive plays. Stacking good plays has been the Kansas City Chiefs problem. I think Andy Reid 
is starting to figure out that the defense is starting to figure him out a little bit. He's starting to see it. He's like, hey, they're starting to figure me out a little bit. I got to change it up. Expect them to. I would expect the Chiefs to start changing it up and then get a little bit creative. And I do think that the Minnesota Vikings are a team that does not protect home field well this year. They've been embarrassed on their home field a couple times. I don't think it's any different. I think the Chiefs really get after this Vikings team. Dallas Cowboys for San Francisco 49ers. The Dallas Cowboys are 3-1. 49ers are 4-0. 49ers, look, here's the thing about the 49ers. They're undefeated. Dallas got humbled by Arizona. Has looked really good since. Dallas is really banged up on that defense. And it's it's not going to be good when they show up in San Francisco. We've seen every team that go up in there with a good defense. Didn't matter. Sliced up. 49ers win. Big win. They'll put up over 40 on the Cowboys. Then you get the Green Bay Packers versus uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And this is Monday Night Football. Big game for Jordan Love under the Monday Night Lights. His first Monday night game. And I do believe that he'll come out victorious. I think the Raiders are just a franchise that's angry at themselves. I do think they'll have small successes in this game. Like Crosby will play good on defense. I do think like uh, they can get in scoring range. They have a quarterback that can do that. A kid out of Purdue who's uh, taken over for now. But ultimately, they don't have the right game plan to win. And the Packers are coming up with a good game plan and a healthier Packers team than they have been all year, um, besides in week one. And even in week one, we had some stars out. So we're pretty healthy now. Uh, the Packers are pretty healthy now. I think they're they're fired up. A 2-2 two and two team versus a 1-3 and three team for Monday Night Football. So the NFL just really just wants you trying to get people to watch this. And... I will be because I'm a Packers fan. I'm a homer for the Packers. But I'll be honest when I, you know, when I see when I see something I don't like. And I do think that the Packers will win this game. Comfortable win. I think uh the tiebreaker is 57 for total points score. Packers versus Raiders game. Thank you for listening to my picks. As always, go to oddmanout.ninja to keep up with all my content. Thank you. Just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night and God bless. Palms, 37 points.